As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. In 1990, Martin Scorsese did the one thing that he said he would never, ever do again. And he brought us another great gangster film. That's right. In 1990, he brings us, along with Mitch Pileggi as a writer, Goodfellas. The story of Henry Hill and his life in the mob, covering his relationship with his wife Karen and his mob partners, Jimmy Conway and Tommy DeVito, in the Italian-American crime syndicate. This movie is loaded with people, star power all over the place. Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Ray Liotta being the main three. A lot of great actors and actresses carrying this film through. So this is one podcast you don't want to miss, especially if you are a fan of the gangster genre. So sit back and take a listen and let us know what you think. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast Retro Life for You. My name is Chris Adams, host of the show. Along with me today is Mr. Travis Rollins, who is funny. You're a funny guy, man. Funny how? Fun, like, mm-hmm. what do you mean I'm funny? I mean, you know, you, you, you're funny. I'm funny to you how? Like funny like a fucking clown? I mean, you're just, you're just funny is all. I mean, <laughs> you know, the way you tell things. Oh, oh. Okay. Well, you know, as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Oh, you did? Yeah. OG. <laughs> gangsters. I'm not big on gangsters, everybody. Just so you know, I can't. Uh, this is very terrible acting we're doing here. We're never going to make the big time. We're never going to get an Oscar. We're never going to get on stage where Will Smith can slap us for saying something bad about his wife. Right, right. And I know, I know. Keep his, keep her name out of our mouth. I know before you say it. I know what's coming next. So, out of your mouth um, anywho um <laughs> you know what tommy go get your shine box oh his shine box we went off on that didn't he we uh have a very fun show this week for you if you're a gangster lover we have uh what's probably considered the biggest and best gangster movie of all time in goodfellas that we're going to talk about this week yeah yeah a lot of people going to want to argue with us on that though they probably will because there's a very uh, a lot of you know a lot out there that you might consider to be the best but uh, before we get there if you are new listening yeah. to the show this week make sure that you hit that subscribe button and follow us on the show every week catch us out on social media at instagram and facebook and tiktok make sure right. you get all the good stuff we put out there and if you have listened multiple times and you have yet to hit that follow button, what you're waiting for? Don't make the good do fella, it. Travis do Rollins, do it now. Do it. Don't make him do hunt it. you down. Do it. He'll do it now. He'll do it. He'll now. do it. He'll do it. Do it. Yeah. So <laughs> do what he says. Just do it. Don't question. Just do it. You come to me and you want to listen to my podcast and you don't follow. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. Hey, he'll make you an offer. An offer you can't refuse. Exactly. So, Which is that one? That's the one that everybody's going to argue with us about. Well, there's two, I think. Because uh, The Godfather is touted as the greatest gangster movie of all time. Yeah. And then most people are going to put Scarface or Goodfellas. And it's a toss up for me. Scarface is really good. Yeah. Yeah. When he comes yeah, in, he's like, he's like, back home in my country, I used to kill people for free. But for you, in America, for a green card, I cut this dude up real nice. <laughs> the biggest thing everybody remembers is when he comes out and says, Say hello to my little Say friend. Say hello to my little friend. Uh, if you've seen that. the movie, the part you remember is that chainsaw fight in the motel. Good God. Yeah. It's crazy. It's funny he you said, mentioned. Um, you look funny at that me, you... And you point your fingers, you say, There goes the bad guy. <laughs> you know what? People like you, you need people like me. <laughs> It's funny, though, that you mentioned The Godfather um, and tying it in with this, because uh, I don't know. I don't know if I made note of this or not, or if I just read it and found it interesting. Mm -hmm. But um, there was a joke played on Ray Liotta Mm -hmm. where they were welcoming him into the gangster movie business. Mm -hmm. Uh, De Niro might have been one of them. 
I can't remember now. I'm not going to really say any names for sure. Let's just say two people from the movie that have had some ties in the past to gangster movies mm-hmm. welcomed him to the gangster movie uh, era there, you might say, where they put a fake horse head in his trailer. Yeah, I think that had to do, I, th- I think there was more than two people involved in that. There could have been, but I mean, there was two people I remember reading names of. Now, I, yeah. I swear I thought one of them was De Niro, but I can't say for sure. I want to say it was De Niro, and I want to say the other one was uh, Paul Sorvino. Actually, the guy right behind your head right there. Yeah. The, I don't the know one sure that was kind of like their, their, their godfather almost. He was, he was like their... Yeah, I played Paulie Cicero. Their higher up. Yeah, Paulie. Now, the names of the ones that got back here, I know uh, those listen to the audio can't see this right now. When you see the video, you can see it. But I got, it's got the main people. You got Ray Liotta, which is uh, what, Jimmy. Henry. No, no, Henry Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert De Niro is Jimmy, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got Tommy, which was uh, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, yeah. And and what's then, funny course, about that is, uh, is to me, he, in the movie, his name's Tommy DeVito. And he's a he's only a couple inches taller no, than Danny. I thought it was. I thought Jimmy was Devito. Was it? I thought Tommy was Devito. Well, let's see. We can figure that out real quick because I got the page in front of me here. Um, you yeah, you're right. Joe Pesci was Tommy Devito. Yeah, and uh, De Niro was James Conway. James, yeah, so yeah. Because the whole thing too. One of the things, before we jump too far ahead, because um, it is it is always surprising to us how many younger cats hadn't seen some of these great classic movies. Yeah. And then call themselves aficionados. But uh, James and Henry, so that would be De Niro and Leota, they're both Irish descent. And we know the Irish and the, the Italians, you know. But uh, Henry and James, neither one could ever be made. But Tommy was a quarter Sicilian on his mother's side. <laughs> Is that what it was? <laughs> Something <laughs> like that. Like, seems like that was the thing. So he was able to be become an untouchable. He was able to become made. And that that plays in later in the movie, but but yeah, they were they were three kind of um, low level gangsters that were just trying to work their way up the ladder, man. Yeah, and I mean, I'm not really like I said, I'm not huge on gangster movies, but watching this, you know, it starts out with it, it's basically told from the eyes of Henry Hill, which is Ray Liotta, right? So you you hear him narrating throughout the movie, bits and pieces here and there. He, and he has that the one quote where you know from a young age he knew he always wanted to be a gangster, right? So it's it's showing as a young kid how he's doing things like skipping school and hanging out with them and doing errands for them and doing all these things until his you know his father finds out he's been skipping school he hadn't been there in months and he you know beats the crap out of him. Um, the the gangster guys there get a hold of the mailman and bring him in and to tell him any any letters come in for this kid from school you bring them straight to us they don't go nowhere else they come to us you understand they're smacking him the whole time and he's like yeah I yeah, get yeah. It, I get it and then, then you hear that's Henry what Polly told him wasn't it yes yeah, Polly and it was it was, it was Polly and somebody else and then you hear um, Henry narrating going uh, we didn't see any more letters from the school at that point matter of fact right. we hardly got any mail at all. For months, my mom had to go to the post office and complain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's he's showing what he it starts out, you know, going from him at a young age. I think this is uh starting in the fifties and going up to nineteen eighty, I believe, or something like that. Something like that. So yeah. from so the fifties, sixties, seventies into the early eighties, uh of what how this goes and what all went down and everything. So he starts telling her the story of him being a kid and all. It, it's it's interesting because you know I mean all the different things he's he's like making more money as a kid than a lot of adults are making in their in their yeah job. yeah running and it's funny to me too because um not to go too far into anything but uh having lived a, a lifestyle that was um sort of parallel I guess you'd say running around as a 16, 15, 16 year old would couple grand in your pocket it's a mm-hmm. weird feeling it's, it's kind of a weird feeling <laughs> imagine so well it's like you see um you know like you said not to get on other subjects too much but you hear you hear young kids say whenever they see uh like drug dealers in the neighborhood drug dealers are living the life they get all this money get the big fancy cars with the giant rims the big stereo systems all the girls are wanting to hang out with them and everything you mm-hmm. see that lifestyle and you're just like why can't i get that why can't i have that kind of money or something 
And that's how a lot of kids grow up and wind up in trouble because they see that lifestyle and want to be a part of it. Yeah. And there's only one place where gangsters end up at ultimately. They either were two places. They end up in jail or they end up dead usually. Yeah. So I mean, it's you, not exactly the best lifestyle to take on, but I'm sure there are some people that think that they've got all the answers and they can navigate through it with no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned earlier about this particular movie. You didn't, you said it didn't do as well as you thought it did. I mean, or as you thought it should correct. have done. Yeah. It's a, for, for it being such a legendary piece of cinema. Uh, yeah. They started out with or an estimated budget to film this with, of $25 million and uh, the opening weekend in us and Canada, Canada was September 23rd, 1990. It was only $6,368 and they grossed worldwide 47 million, 36,000 and change. Wow. Which feels that feels like a low number to me. I mean, think of the names, uh, the, the main stars, you know, the top four stars in it. And then you had some, you had some good, supporting actors in their form for what they were doing. I mean, these aren't everyday oh, yeah. actors that'll play other roles. Like you're not going to see um, Frank Severo playing like, you know, Captain America or something. He's a, right. he's kind of typecasted. Yeah. Uh, Frank Mike, Vincent. Mike Starr that plays Frenchie and uh, yeah. Frank Vincent, Billy Bats. He's the one that tells him to go get his shine box. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely typecasted in a bit, you know, I mean, oh yeah, you see him uh, in all the gangster movies. Uh, and and it, it's it's the names though some of, of some of them that stand out. Gina Mastro Giacomo. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it's it's got Italian thrown all over it. So oh, yeah, anything I mean, that's an Italian role, they're going to come for someone like a, a Lorraine Bracco. Yeah, you you want it to be uh, you want it to at least look authentic. You got to have, <laughs> you know, right? Uh, I understand that for sure. I mean, you want to have something that's going to make it as authentic as you can for the movie for sure. Yeah. But you know, the, the, they're kind of. Stuck in a typecast for sure. It seems like the way. Mm-hmm. Look. Uh, so to, just to throw a few names out, you know, we got De Niro, Robert De Niro, of course, Ray Liotta, Joe Pesci, Lorraine Bracco, Paul Servino. Uh, those are like the the five top names, in my opinion, of the movie. Would you say so? Uh, yeah. I mean, the the five most known, at least, I would say for sure. Uh, De Niro. Maybe I might throw. I might throw. Uh, Martin's brother out there. I think it's Martin's brother. Uh Charles Scorsese. Played Vinny. Um, I don't know if it's, it might, might be his brother. His mother is in it. No. Yeah. Is that yeah, it is his mother, Catherine Scorsese. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's funny. And, uh one of the scenes in the movie, uh, the guys are coming by there late at night. Uh they're and he's gonna come by and get this knife so they can I guess, you know, take care of a body or something like that. And uh, she's up when they get there and she's, she's trying to, you know, tell how she's going to make, make food for them. They got to eat, you know, you need to eat. You ain't come by here in a while. I haven't seen you in a while. You know, where you been? You haven't been coming around much. I haven't seen you. Yeah. So, so, um, Scorsese told his mother that in the scene, the guys were coming by the house and uh, he just wanted her to, you know, to cook for him. That's what he, he wanted in the scene for her to be taking them in and cooking for him so they can eat. He didn't let her know in the scene that they're there to get like a knife to, to help take care of a body. And he, he tells her that stuff about how, um, they hit a deer and the hoof is stuck in the grill in the front. Yeah, and they're trying to cut yeah, it yeah. off or something. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, so I, it's the way he directed this, I think, and got the authentic looks from people <laughs> and the, certain things that made the movie probably great like it was i am going to throw one name out there though up there with the big dogs even though he wasn't back then what's that uh sam jackson played stacks oh yeah i forgot about that yeah wasn't in there for very long jackson was in there wasn't very long in there but yeah he's got a bit a bit role in it yeah sure sure enough so i mean let's start back up at the top for a little bit do what we've been doing here we got de niro and when we talk with De Niro, we're talking about, I mean, a ton of movies. I mean, legend, you know, absolute legend. He is. I mean, from anything from older movies to more modern movies where people know him in. And he's and he's able to laugh at himself and make fun of himself in some of these movies, too, I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love watching the um, the Graham Norton show when he's on Graham Norton. And you have yes. like uh, Tom uh, Hiddleston. Uh-huh. Did his did his impression? I mean, he did, he actually did the dialogue. He's he actually Tom Hiddleston does a really good. Um, he's he's got the eyes going 
the Hua uh, Scarface. We just said his name. Come on, yeah. what's my uh, problem? I can't Chino. believe it. Yeah, he did the the thing between in the movie Heat, back and forth. Uh, that was pretty good. But yeah, man, De Niro. Uh, man, look, the, the the Graham driver. The, the um, Graham Norton show you talked about, that's like one of the last good talk shows, uh, late night shows that there is, really. Oh, yeah. Graham Norton is awesome. Uh, all he Love does it. is bring people on who are entertainers, you know, actors and such, uh-huh. and talks with them and laughs with them and stuff. He doesn't oh, do like time. this. He doesn't do this crap where they do the opening monologue and all they do is make jokes about politics and stuff. Mm-hmm. He, he, I, I think he tries to keep his show like non-political the best he can. Yeah, it just brings on the good actors and stuff. Yeah, they make it about the guests for sure. Exactly. But yeah, you got so he played so De Niro played a young he played young Vito in the Godfather series series, Mm -hmm. and then he played Travis Bickle in Taxi Driver. Uh, It seems like we're always portrayed as being crazy. I don't know what the deal with that is. You talking to me? But, uh, yeah, you talking to me? Yeah. Are you it talking is, to you me? Talking to me? To, to you? But uh, yeah, he was in the Deer Hunter, which is an amazing movie. I went back and watched as an adult. That movie is great. Uh, Raging Bull. Yep. Dog on. I mean, you, it would take you an hour. Once upon a, he was Noodles and Once Upon a Time in America. Uh, another great gangster type movie. Uh, he played Al Capone. And we were just talking about that in the Untouchables. He was Al. Um, he was the, the comedy you're talking about. Oh, some of the funniest movies that I said. Oh, dude, he was so amazing in Cape Fear. Holy cow, he was great. When did The Godfather come out? Do you remember him sitting on the wall in Cape Fear? Come out, come out wherever you are. Yeah. The Godfather came out in 1970 something. I was thinking the same thing, and I'm looking here. Godfather Part 2 is 74. Well, he just didn't go, well, okay, so he wasn't in The Godfather. He was in Godfather Part 2. Yeah, when they did the flashbacks. Okay. Two and three. He was in two and three. Okay. So, That's he, what I was looking for. I, and he was young Vito. I was looking for the first Godfather on here, and I couldn't find him. Like, oh, wait, he, oh, he wasn't in that one. Right. Man, and okay, then, so uh, Godfather Part 2, Taxi Driver. Yeah. Uh, Deer Hunter, Raging Bull, Once Upon a Time in America, Untouchables, Midnight Run. Have you seen Midnight Run? Uh, that's one I have, don't think I've seen. Okay, so it's got him and um, oh, I wish I could think of this guy's name. It was that he was a comedian. You have you seen Risky Business? Yeah. So the guy uh, Groden, Charles Groden. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got him and Charles Groden in it together. Um. <laughs> Jack Knight, <laughs> uh, We're No Angels. I remember Good. We're No Angels. That was like the first com- real comedy he did. Yeah. I was young. And then just a couple, out. and then just a year later, he's in Goodfellas. I mean, back to right. what some people call like his roots in a way where he plays a good and gangster then, role, you know? And then he did Awakenings with uh, Robert, uh, with, come on, what is wrong with me tonight? With, uh, he, man, it's my favorite comedian of all time. Robin Williams. Robin, we- thank you, Robin Williams, and uh, he was a mental patient. Robin Williams was playing the doctor, and um, he was comatose. Or De Niro was, mm-hmm. and then he, he woke up. And amazing movie, just another amazing movie. Uh, Backdraft. I remember when that first came out. That was huge. I think that movie made a. I think that movie did well. Same year as uh, Cape Fear too. Backdraft mm-hmm. was. Cape Fear is amazing. Uh, a Bronx Tale. A Bronx Tale is one of my favorite gangster movies. He was Frankenstein's monster in Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, which was unreal. Of course, was Casino. Yeah, Casino, Heat, The Fan, Sleepers. Now, the Fan. Do you, do you ever watch The Fan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think the it's a Wesley awesome. Snipes fan, too, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's the one where he was up in, like, he was, like, up in the scoreboard and stuff, man. It was, yeah, The Fan was awesome. Snipes was a baseball was, player, uh, I believe. Yeah, he was he was uh, stalking Snipes. Yeah. Sleepers. There's another one for you. Yep, Sleepers was great. Copland. Uh, Copland, Jackie Brown. Wag the Dog. That movie, I tell everybody they need to watch this movie. This movie is about how the government spins things to, to the populace. It's got him and George Clooney in it. Uh, 
great movie. If you want to understand politics a little bit better, watch Wag the Dog. And it's it's a kind of a parody type thing, mm-hmm. but it but it's not. It's it's not parody. It's satirical, but it it really 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 it's an eye opener. Yeah. And then he did uh, Great Expectations, and Ronan. Ronan was a good one. Analyze and then my favorite, that might be my favorite gangster movie he's ever been in. Ronan? An- no, Analyze oh, This. An- Analyze This? That is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Because picture, picture his character from any of these gangster movies we're talking about. <laughs> and Billy Crystal as a therapist on vacation. Mm-hmm. And like he finds out he's a therapist. And he goes to him. He's like, let me out. I just start crying out of nowhere. He's like, I'm a, I'm a gangster. I can't do it. It is one of the funniest movies. Well, you and know, Analyze for me, it's just as good for me. The funniest movie I've ever seen them in is meet the parents. Yeah. Meet the parents, meet the Falkers. Yeah. Jack analyze, I think analyze this to me. Analyze. This was funnier than meet the parents. I think, man, men of honor. That was a good movie. Cuba mm-hmm. Gooding jr. And with him, that was pretty good. Oh, dude, Cookie, come on. That was that movie was that's probably on my top 20 of all time list. I can't put What's it in the top 10. Men of Honor is in my top 20 yeah. movies of all time. Is it for sure? Yeah, absolutely. That movie is great. And the fact that it's based on a true story, too, is even better. The score was good. Well, I mean, like I said, he's been in all kinds of stuff here. Yeah, uh, I do not remember. On and on. Why do I not remember this one? All right, there's Meet the Parents. Okay. There was Meet the Fockers. Okay. Now there's Little Fockers. Little Fockers. I don't remember that's, that. That's the one. That's the one where they had they had the kids now, and now Jack's wearing a damn. He's he's wearing a fake boob to breastfeed. Oh, is that was that okay? I have seen it in. Yeah. Okay. okay. I got you. I guess I just forgot about that. And it goes on that. and on and on too. It like it keeps on going. He's still doing. He's still doing stuff. Uh, I mean, he's done a little bit of everything. Killing season. Dirty grandpa. Match. Yeah. Dirt. Oh God, Dirty Grandpa's so good. That movie was hilarious too. Yeah, I mean he's he's been around for a while, and he's he, just to just to emphasize how big of a star the man is. We're trying to get across to you. He's done everything there is out there to do. But I mean, I, I think the things he plays the best though are the gangster roles. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because he's he is really good in good in this movie Goodfellas. He's really good, and Casino. For what all I've seen, I haven't seen all of Casino. I'm not gonna lie, but Casino's the parts excellent. that I have seen, it's like watching. Um, Oh, Ocean's, Ocean's, Ocean's 11. 11. Yeah. Uh, who's the guy that owns the casino? Oh, man. I, well, I just said his name. He was in you said his name, name Adrian, earlier. Uh, not Adrian. Uh, uh, I can't remember. Well, his first name, his character name is Adrian, I think. Adrian something. Maybe. But um, I can't think of the star that plays it. He he reminds me of him. He plays a very good you know gangster type role in a sense. Um, Ray Liotta. Let's save. I will let's save. save Ray. Let's get. Let's go to. You, you want to save him? I want to save Ray. You want to go to Joe Pesci? Yeah. Everybody else is still with us. So we go with Joe Pesci. I think. Paul. Uh, well, Ray, Paul Sorvino might not. Paul be. Sorvino's dead. Yeah. For those who don't know, that's Mira Sorvino's father. Yeah. Yeah, we got to do Pesci too, though, because Pesci and De Niro go together. Pesci and uh, Pesci and De Niro are like peanut butter and jelly, like peas and carrots. Well, all right, let's go back as far as we can for them two doing a movie together. What's the earliest movie you could think of where Joe Pesci's in a movie with De Niro? Oh Lord, uh, probably Goodfather. Goodfather. Uh, no, 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 no. Raging Bull. There you go, Raging Bull. Yeah, because he was Joey. Hmm. Yeah. Do you know when the first time I ever seen Pesci was? The very first time I seen him and knew who he was. If you say the one. You're going to my cousin Vinny. No, no, <laughs> oh, okay. Lethal Weapon 2. Oh, okay, so I can deal with that. Lethal Weapon 2 is the first time I've ever, I've ever seen him in a movie and knew who he was in, and that was uh, 1989. Because before 1989, all he had done was something with uh, Moonwalk, the, the, the little movie thing they made called Moonwalker, Man on Fire. 
he been on some TV shows and doing an episode here and there. Eight episodes of Half Nelson. Um, Once Upon a Time in America, which I never watched. Easy Sorry. Money. Okay, how I didn't <coughs> see Easy Money is beyond me. It's got Ronnie Dangerfield in, I believe, don't right. it? Right. How I didn't yeah. see that's beyond me, but I didn't see that movie. I didn't see Eureka or Dear Mr. Wonderful or honestly, I never watched Raging Bull. I know what it really? is, but I never watched it. Oh, dude, that movie's great. If so, dude, old school boxing movie. Yeah, and I mean, I know what great it is, movie. but I've just never watched it. I didn't really have an interest in it's, it, and I know, which is like weird. That's what I'm like saying. It's weird. Rocky. It's weird because it, I love Rocky. So yeah. why would I watch Raging Bull? I don't know. So I've just never took, seen it. If you took Rocky and ah uh, Durant, if you took the Rocky and the Durant story and mashed them together, then you'd kind of have Raging Bull. I think the first thing I remember seeing him in would be any that I knew who he was would be any movie after I saw home alone. Cause, cause like I, right. remember, I think the first time as a kid, cause I was 10 years old. So the first yeah. time as a kid, I remember seeing him would be home alone. Oh, that's, yeah. That I, I saw, as a kid, you wouldn't have seen Goodfellas for sure. Yeah. So the second place that I remember seeing him would probably be my cousin Vinny. And then it would be uh Goodfellas, Bronx tale, you okay, know, they, so like I said, movies. for me, *Lethal Weapon* two, I saw at the theater. Yeah, so I, I knew Weapon, him from I knew so him from there Leo first. Gets, yeah, I didn't watch *Goodfellas* when it came out because, like I said, I'm not really a big gangster movie fan. Right. So I didn't watch it then. But *Home Alone*, one of the Wet Bandits, you know, Harry. Mm-hmm. Of course, I seen that. Yep. I didn't watch *JFK*. My cousin Vinny, I love. God, that is so funny for me. That movie's great. Um, I, I really like it when he's a he's a He's walking around with uh, well, what is her name, uh, Marissa Tomei, mm-hmm. and they're there in that old hick town. They're all both dressed up and new Aunt May. He's got the, got like the the black leather jacket, the black pants, the big black hair. You know, like he's looking yeah. just more hair than he's ever had in his life. Right. And he tells her how he wants to he wants to dress like the locals, and she goes, "Oh yeah, like you, Blandin." He's like he's telling yeah. he's he's telling her she needs to dress better or something. You yeah, know, fit in. She's like, yeah, like you blend in. Like you blend in, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Carmine, a Bronx Tale is another. If you like the uh, gangster movies, uh, Bronx Tale is another great one. Uh, and he, Joe Pesci played Carmine in that one too. There he is with the same. And then yeah. he was Nikki in Casino, and Nikki was crazier than Tommy, who we were talking about in this movie. And crazier than Carmine, like Nikki is probably the craziest one that he's done in Casino. He did it. Is it the one where he stabs a guy in the neck with a pin? Yeah, just yeah. Nikki was ruthless. Eight heads in a duffel bag was great. With honors. Now, did you see with honors? Mm. With honors. Okay, that's kind of like a. I, I would call that a drama movie more than anything. And Joe Pesci plays like this. Kind of like a bum who who's living outside and everything in the world. He's like a one of them people that lives like he's a, like he like like he's a free person. He, he I lives out. do remember that this came about about the time that the Fisher King and all this stuff started coming out too. Probably so. It, it had, had Brendan uh, Fraser. Man in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Brendan Fraser. Um, I don't know how you say her first name. Is it Mariah? Mori Moria. Anyway, I call her Mariah Carey. <laughs> it's funny. It's not <laughs> her name. Mariah Kelly. Uh, she was from uh, Cutting Edge. Uh, Moira. It's Moira. Moira. Yeah, like, okay, Moira Kelly. You remember You remember the old X-Men cartoon? Moira oh, I like Taggart. that name. Okay. Moira Taggart. Yes. Yeah, okay. Moira. Then uh, Patrick Dempsey was in it. And um, somebody Hamilton. I can't I can't make it his first name. And I can't remember if it's uh, what his first name is. Anyway, they're in, I think, Harvard. Okay. And this guy, Joe Pesci's character, was a smart guy. I mean, I, I think he'd been, he might have been a professor at one point teaching or something like that. I can't remember exactly for sure. Yeah. But he's got this really powerful scene in it where he's given, um, where he'd been sitting in classes and listening to lectures and stuff just to get, you know, some, mm-hmm. you know, some fun out of that. Um, and he, 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 he tells one of the professors off, like he corrects him on things and tells him off because right. he's, He's calling him out for being like homeless or a bum or something in front of the class and things. It's it's and it just turns out he's like he's dying or something. He's got like a some kind of disease or something that said he's dying from ultimately. It's it's right. it's really a good movie. If you if you like drama type movies and you can sit through them and you enjoy them sometimes, it's a good one to watch. Well, Joe was in another one too. That's a great movie. Um I 
and it's funny too because we didn't talk about this particular movie when we were talking about De Niro a while ago. It's more it's a Matt Damon starring role, but it's got De Niro, Angelina Jolie, Alec Baldwin, um, Pesci, and one of my over the past I would say decade has become one of my favorite actors in Hollywood, Eddie Redmayne. I feel like that dude is really, really, really underrated. Um, but uh, uh, The Good Shepherd is about the formation of the CIA. That's a okay. really, really good movie. I've never seen it. Honestly, I've never heard of it. Never seen it or anything. Oh, The Good Shepherd, is a, that's a really good one. So Matt Damon plays the guy who started uh, Edward Wilson. Um, one of the guys who started, I guess. And uh, it's just about the whole thing with the CIA coming about and, you know, to protect this and that. And what it's, it's the, it's the, the romantic side of what the CIA should have been, but it's got all this grit and nastiness to it too. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's a really, really good movie. Well, we're talking about Joe Pesci and the character he played in the movie. Mm-hmm. We said was a uh, Tommy DeVito, right? Tommy. So he's basically portraying the person, Tommy De Simone, I believe the name is. Mm-hmm. Um, according to Henry Hill, whose life was the basis for the book that the film's based off of, the book was Wise Guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe Pesci's portrayal of Tommy De Simone was ninety to ninety-nine percent accurate, with one notable exception: that the real Tommy was massively built. Right. He wasn't um, like you know Pesci, who was short in stature and. You know, not exactly a bodybuilder or nothing, you know. Right. Definitely played the role crazy. He's got that down pat for sure. Yeah, and Tommy Tommy looked kind of like a – I can't remember the, the, the doggone football players now. I'm going to share a screen with you real quick just to show you okay. um, this dude right here. Uh, yeah, this is it. And there's a – is it Lace? It might be Laces Out. <laughs> <laughs> uh this one right here now it's not pulling up it's not sharing the screen properly what no you have to on? choose you have to choose if it opens another window you have to choose another screen share oh really oh okay so anyway let me present that screen share is it this one this one there it is check that out so that guy on the right that's that's the real yeah. tommy okay yeah they, they don't have a I don't know. I mean, he's not um, he's not as big as him, like they say. But I mean, he he I he's got a small resemblance. Yeah, not a great one, but I mean, and but he said he played him tremendously. Though. Teeth, he did real well, right? And that were and that's what it was. So they were all just dream, dreaming of being gangsters. Um, they were robbing cigarette trucks. So they'd stop and rob a cigarette truck and take cartons on cartons on cartons of cigarettes and yeah. resell them. Uh, running errands and just you know killing people, killing off the competition, just working their way up, man. Rob it. Th- didn't they? Uh, seem like they robbed a. They did they rob an armored car or a bank or something? Because that's when they told them not to spend the money. The big heist and everybody's yeah, the um, big heist and everybody's like going out buying cars and minks for their wives and stuff. <laughs> yeah, the it was um like six million dollars, I think. Yeah. Of what they did, and there was a name of it. I seen it earlier, and then he had Tommy two times. I'm gonna go get the paper. Get the paper. I'll find it in a minute. What it what what it was called that they did. This this is a. I mean, it's it's one of those two that when you watch it, it's so entertaining, and you know what I mean. Like you would almost be like, "Come on, get real. This 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 stuff didn't happen." You know what I mean? It's almost like watching. Um, you'd almost think of like Sons of Anarchy or something like. Right. Yeah, that's really cool, but that's not really how they did it. Well, yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> kind of happened. That I mean, kind of happened. This is all kind of loosely based on, you know, like I said, it's told to the eyes of, of Henry Hill, but whenever they talked to some of the actual people from around that time that were supposed to be gangsters from then, they said that Henry Hill really wasn't a top kind of guy like they make him out to be in the movie. He was more like one of them people that wanted to latch onto a coattail and get carried for a while and look good in front of people and stuff and yeah and yeah they made they made raise uh henry's henry in the movie his him well really all three of them tommy henry and james were all just kind of 
I mean, they were good at working their way up the ladder and you know what I mean? They're trying to kind of do their own thing under Polly's wing to begin with. And right now the name, the name of that heist from earlier was mm-hmm. the left Hansa heist. Yeah. Is what they were doing. And it was $6 million from what I understand of, of money. Um, it was a robbery done. It was at the Kennedy airport too, I believe. Yeah. Robbery well, at the New York City's John F. Kennedy International Airport on December 11th and 78, an estimated 5.875 million uh, taken. Um, it was the biggest robbery on American soil, you know, ever at that time. Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Did the you not- the Lachis family or Lachis, however it is, uh, crime family associate was reported to be the mastermind of the robbery, which says Jimmy Burke. Um, it was just who uh, De Niro was playing. Yeah, how about Mar- Mar- when Martin Scorsese first got wind of Nicholas Pelleggi's book Wise Guy? Mm-hmm. Uh, he was handed the galley proofs. He said said he had sworn off making another gangster movie, but he immediately cold called the writer and told him, "I've been waiting for this book my entire life." Said so Pelleggi replied, "I've been waiting for this phone call my entire life." <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what a Martin Scorsese. Uh, I was that wasn't the one I want, I thought was funny though. I thought this was funny. He said Robert De Niro wanted to use real money for the for the scene where Jimmy hands out the money because yes. he didn't like the way fake money felt in his hand. So the prop master gave De Niro five grand of his own money, and, and no one could end, leave. Yeah, nobody could leave the set until they counted all the money back up. That's actually you actually got two of the things right there that I had took notes on earlier when bringing uh, we were talking about this show. I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. That's funny. I he actually it, wanted yeah. to hold real money. They gave him yeah. $5,000 of real money to hold, to hand <laughs> yeah. out. But with no one going home and getting out this lot of doors, I count all my money. I get my money, son. That's like, that's like uh, doing a movie with Snoop Dogg and we ain't smoking no fake weed. <laughs> 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 that's so funny. I love the fact, I love that we were talking about earlier how we couldn't get any sound bits for this too because of the language. Right. So, so Joe, Joe Pesci's mom saw the film and uh-huh. she said, she said, you know, it was a real good film, but do you really have to cuss so much? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know, now we talked about Henry Hill. Uh, we'll get more into it in a minute, I guess, when we talk about Leota. But did you know? Let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Five people were considered for the role of Henry Hill before Leota got it. Really? Tom Cruise, Nicolas Cage, Sean Penn, Alec Baldwin, and John Travolta. Wow. Of those five. Sean Penn is the only, Sean Penn. Sean Penn? Sean, without a doubt. Do you you think Travolta could have pulled it off? It wouldn't have been the same movie. I, I, I really don't. Travolta became such an incredible bad guy with Broken Arrow, and and since then he's gone on to become just this amazing bad Face guy. Off. Yeah, but then but I just could not see him doing this part. I couldn't well, did see you know, Baldwin, and I don't think Nicolas Cage would have done a good one either. Nah, did you know that Ray Liotta turned down the part of Harvey Dent in Batman 1989 that we just spoke about a couple weeks ago in order to make mm-hmm. this movie? Yep. Sure. That's enough. pretty cool. Yeah, out of that lineup, man, Sean Penn's the only one I could see pulling it off. And I don't so think movie, I would have, you know what I mean? I'm not positive I would have liked him. The movie was ranked number two on the American Film Institute's list of the 10 greatest films in the genre gangster in June 2008. That's awesome. So it's ranked number two. Which one was one? Was it, I don't know what it is either. It's not showing it, but was it, was it, was it Godfather? Or was it? Scarface. I think it's, I think it'd be the Godfather just because everybody's got that. Every, there's so much reverence for that movie, you know? And honest to God, the story, the inner, the story is deep. The story is amazing. That's why I said. If you get into the storyline without all of the blood and guts, which that's not necessarily that bad in in this movie or Scarface, but the, the violence is not in, the Godfather movies, like it is in the latter movies, right? I'll tell you something else interesting too. We're talking about uh, people who, um, you know, looked for the role of Henry Hill. Then we'll go to Ray Liotta and bring him up here. But Val yeah. Kilmer was so eager to win the role of Henry Hill 
that he made an audition tape slash short film to convince Martin Scorsese to cast him. Uh, the role ultimately went to Ray Liotta instead, but clips of the short film can be seen in Kilmer's 2021 autobiograph- autobiographical documentary, Val. Yeah, I was about to, before you finished that, I was, I was about to say I, I saw that in, the, in that documentary, Val. Yep. Segway, segway time into segway. Ray Liotta. Uh, Ray Liotta's mother died of cancer during filming of this movie. And yeah. Liotta said he used his anger over losing his mother for certain scenes, in particular, the pistol whooping. Because <laughs> that was rough. <laughs> that, that was a rough, that was a that rough was a beating whooping. that person took, you know? That was a whooping. Yeah, it's like he really meant it. I mean, he he whooped him like someone made him star in Rhinestone. Right. I'm always I'm always throwing Rhinestone in. I don't hear everybody's like, "What are you talking about?" Beat for those who don't know, for those of you who don't listen every single week or something, I'm always making fun of the movie Rhinestone. For someone who is a bad movie, to me, that's the Rhinestone of their career because that was the worst movie that Stallone ever made. So yeah, I'm always saying that's their Rhinestone. So, so he has to overcompensate in public to to hide the fact that that's his favorite. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Ah, yeah, let's get to it, man. Ray not Liotta, dude. It, it hurt my feelings. There's there's very few famous folks, I guess you say, especially that kind of like, I'm like, dang, man. Like, it kind I kind of feel it when we lose them. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and Ray was one of them, man. I, I love Ray Liotta, like the, the stuff the guy did and in, in his life, and then the movies he was in. He was always just—I don't know—even when he was playing a bad guy or a crazy person or something, he just always brought this kind of energy. You know what I mean? Just like yeah. I loved Ray Liotta's movies. He was great in everything I've ever seen him in. And the first thing I can remember seeing him in is uh, probably Field of Dreams, and that would be because. Of course, at that time in my life, I wasn't watching Goodfellas. Well, I'm about to go back in his list of movies here. I'm going to see what the first movie I remember him from is. I'm having trouble thinking about some. I remember he's in Field of Dreams. I do remember that. Uh, mm-hmm. Operation Dumbo Drop, I think he was in. He was. Um, but let me get back a bit further here so I can take a look and make sure I'm not missing anything. Because his first movie was in 19... 19- his first thing listed is 1980 as a TV movie called Hard Hat and Legs. The family TV movie, it says. His first movie, though, on the big screen, I think, was Lonely Lady, played Joe Heron. Okay. Um, yeah. Let's see. There's something wild. Dominic and Eugene. Nope. Field of Dreams the first one I know him from. Okay. Definitely. Shoeless Joe Jackson. Okay. Field of Dreams. And then um, I do remember watching Article 99 way back in the day. Yeah. Uh that was one of them. That was on them uh, video king rentals. That wasn't even a blockbuster rental, right? So, so, so a lot of his later movies I saw before I saw Goodfellas, uh, Karina, uh, Karina, Unlawful Entry was good. Yeah, No Escape. Uh, like you said, Operation Dumbo Drop, um, Turbulence. Yeah, uh, Muppets from Space. But see, that, he did a lot. He did a lot of stuff where he did like cameos too. I remember him being he cameoed in a good many things. And I guess by then, yeah, by the time you get to Copland, I had seen, I had seen Goodfellow through. I think the first time I saw Goodfellas, I was about fifteen, so about ninety five. Yeah. So yeah, anything after that, yeah, and then and then I knew who he was. And but there's a movie that he's in that I absolutely love. It's called Heartbreakers. In the yeah, sky. I was looking at that just now. Vinny Stagliano. Yes, yes, he was Vinny. And um, so what it is, is uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt and uh, Sigourney uh, Weaver. Sigourney, thank you, Sigourney Weaver and Gene Hackman. So so Jennifer Love Hewitt and Sigourney Weaver is a mom and daughter con team. They're, they're con women. And what they'll do is they'll Sigourney Weaver will marry, get somebody to marry him. And then her daughter, Jennifer Love Hewitt comes in and she'll be like the secretary or something. So she will make it like they're cheating on him. And then they get the divorce and they get the money and all. Well, when the movie starts out, Ray Liotta is the the first person you get introduced to that does it. Well, he ain't letting it go because (laughs) (laughs) Jennifer Love Hewitt (coughs) made it look like she was giving him, um, 
Monica uh, Lewinsky. Some... <laughs> <laughs> She's giving yeah. you some Monica. And uh, her hair got stuck in a zipper. So they're over here trying to get her hair out for real. And uh, so, but he wants nothing to do with Like he ain't even, it, it works all the other times, but Ray Liotta is just all about Sigourney Weaver. And man, so she starts conning Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman's like an old Russian dude. She starts singing back in the USSR and uh, like the dinner table because they started wanting to want her to sing in Russian. Like I want to hear my home country's. Like, <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. She never speaks Russian. She says Donka and she like speaks English with a Russian accent. But anyway, Ray Liotta tracks her down and he's a bit of a small time gangster in that movie too. And it's just, oh my God, he wants to become part of the con. It, it's so funny. That movie. Every great. time. Somebody says Sigourney Weaver. I just laugh inside and I think of Jeff Foxworthy. I know that seems odd to people. Roll that probably. Sigourney Weaver's a sexy woman. But once it gets Sigourney Weaver to make you a meatloaf, then. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just before that, prior to that, in his comedy, he's talking about, honey, this meatloaf's a little bit dry tonight. But right. well, uh, actually, before that, he's talking about, was it, was it Ghostbusters or something? Anyway, well, that's going, no, maybe it was yeah. Aliens. But he's like, well, that's the Gorney Weaver, man. She, she sure that's is a, a nice, sexy woman. Sexy woman. And then later on, it's like, honey, this meatloaf's a little bit dry tonight. And she says, well, why don't you get the Gorney Weaver to make you a meatloaf? Right. And then he was in Hannibal. Remember, uh, that was where Hannibal cut the top of his head off and was feeding him his own brain. Yeah. While he was still alive. There's the Dark. movie right there. I was wondering about earlier. I'm looking at. I asked you about a Johnny Depp movie. If he was in it, was he in Blow? Yeah. Okay, we didn't we we didn't mention that earlier. And we were talking about that. We were throwing them movies out. We were talking different gangster type movies. Oh yeah 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 yeah. And I just happened to see it up there now. So that's the one. Leota was in that one as well. Yeah, he was Fred. I don't remember him in Fred. John Q, but he was in John Q. It looks like he was the chief. He was the police chief. Yeah. Or was he the fire chief? You know, he was the police chief. Yeah, police chief, I believe. John Chief, Gusman, chief Gus Monroe. Okay, yeah. Another great, great movie. John Q was like, whew. I want to grab you. Grab you kind of a drama. Kind of dr- dramatic type movie right there for sure. Mm-hmm. Then Wild Hogs. Oh, my God. He was Jack. Remember Jack? Oh, <laughs> yes. And then Peter, Peter, not Weller, uh, Fonda. Peter Fonda come in at the end. That was so good. Because Because Peter Fonda, the Peter Fonda coming in, harking back to Easy Rider. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And they were, yeah, the whole tie in there. I, I love that. That was a crazy, it was, it was, it was a funny movie. It was great. Heck yeah. Gosh. Um, well, he I mean, so many things. I, I'm Street sure he said a few things here and there between it. He was, uh, Phil you know, Dreams, Ticket Out, Wonderlust is hilarious. He's under, he's, he's uncredited in Wonderlust. <clears throat> um, Lord have mercy, that dude's been in so much stuff. Uh, Mob of the Dead, Pawn, Suddenly, Muppets Most Wanted. So he he did a lot of Muppets movies. I think he did like four or five Muppets movies. Uh, he was in the second Sin City movie, A Dame to Kill For. Uh, he was the narrator in the 30 for 30 TV series. Uh, like, I mean, good Lord. Look, go, ahead and let her, going. go ahead and let everybody know what was his last movie now. His very last movie. Because Ray Liotta has passed on, unfortunately. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to save him for last. He died in 2022. He did. And uh, post-production was still wrapping up, and I just watched the last movie he starred in, Cocaine Bear. I have, When I saw that was, uh, was coming out, I thought it was a joke. Mm-hmm. I seriously thought it was a joke that someone had made a a, a, a trailer for it. Because, you know, you get the fan-made trailers all over YouTube, right? Right. And I see this. I'm like, well, that's the craziest fan-made trailer trailer of all times. I saw the trailer for this at the movie theater. But, you know, the same thing happened uh, on like a recent, I want to say this season, or it could have been last season. I think it's this season of NCIS. Really? So for for those of y'all that don't know. Cocaine bear, <laughs> and it had to happen in my backyard, didn't it? <laughs> uh huh. Cocaine bear is inspired by a true story. Okay, this this stuff really happened. Maybe not quite the way the movie does it, because the movie is hilarious. <laughs> this movie is great. But in 1985, a drug runner's plane was crashing, and he started dropping cocaine out over 
the uh I want to say Chattahoochee. It's not the Chattahoochee. But anyway, he started dropping that over one of the national forests right here, right here in the northern corner of Georgia and South Carolina, where the kind of north uh, Georgia, South Carolina, and New, uh, North Carolina all kind of meet. And a bear actually ate one of the packets of cocaine. Because surely if you dump packets of cocaine out of a plane that's falling, nothing bad can happen to anybody or anything. <laughs> Right, no kidding. Could yeah. could you see it falling through the sky and being at an altitude? I mean, I mean, not real high up, but fairly close, lot close to the ground. And the bag suddenly busts open, and there are people down below it when it just rains down cocaine. Right. Well, what would yeah, happen there at that point? I mean, that, a bear, but a, but a bear gets it. That's right. And eats and eats it. I mean, it's like crazy. And what the other thing that's crazy too is that this was happening in Dead Mountain, Georgia, and the dude that came out of the airplane was found in a Tennessee resident's driveway in Knoxville. His parachute malfunction, so he's flying over Georgia, and his body landed in Knoxville. Mm. I, I would like to say something about Cocaine Bear, if I can. Oh yeah, I'd like to just take a moment to. Uh, let everybody know, and I'm going to say this a little bit um, loud so they can hear me, okay? This has got to be the dumbest idea for a movie ever. <laughs> Thank you. No way. No way. Thank you. The real, co- the real cocaine bear, who is known as Pablo Escobar, mm-hmm. is... <laughs> <laughs> this is real. This is not a joke. Oh, oh you're joking. That is not real. No, no, no. You're not legit. No, I'm pla- I'm not playing. I'm not playing. <laughs> I know you think I am because that's me. But no, Pablo Escobar is on display in Lexington, Kentucky at the Kentucky uh the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall. Okay, only in Kentucky would they put something like that on display then. That's all I can <laughs> that's, say. That's the real bear, Pablo Escobar. Oh my gosh. And it was okay. previously and the stuffed bear was previously owned by Waylon Jennings. I've well, he was drunk anyway when he bought it, probably so, or high himself. One of the two, uh, t- to steer away from Cocaine Bear a little bit. Yeah, let's go back back to the movie. Uh, the studio was initially very nervous about this film due to its extreme violence and language. The film reportedly received the worst preview response in the studio's history. Martin Scorsese said the numbers were so low it was funny. Nevertheless, the film was released without altercation. To overwhelming critical acclaim, cementing Scorsese's reputation as one of America's foremost filmmakers. Absolutely. And like I said, it's going on now to be called the number two movie, number two gangster movie of all time, the probably the best movie of 1990, some people have said. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's crazy. And then something else I didn't know, I brought up to you earlier. They're talking about the later in life of Henry Hill. After at the end of the movie, it shows is later in life in the early eighties there where he goes into witness protection. Yeah. Cause instead of going down for all the Coke and stuff, he was trying to move. <laughs> he, uh, he broke the number one rule that the wise guys don't do, which is, you know, you don't tell on your, your friends or anything. Takashi six, nine, them, man, you keep your mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, when he gets into the witness protection program, it was, it, it was also adapted more humorously into my blue heaven in um, 1990, the same year as Goodfellas come out. My blue heaven had uh, Steve Martin playing the role. And I did not know this is based on the same person. I've seen my blue heaven too. I mean, it's been a long time. It's got, I think it's got Rick Moranis in it as well. Oh, Maybe hey. playing one of his neighbors or something. So is, it, is it, is it post witness protection? Yeah, this is witness protection time when he's in witness protection now. Okay. That's what it says. It says it was also adapted more humorously into My Blue Heaven the same year. His his later in the this is the later life of Henry Hill after he enters the witness protection program. Okay. Also adapted more humorously into My Blue Heaven, nineteen ninety, the same year. Appropriately, that film was written by Nora Ephron, who was Nicholas Pelleggi's wife. <laughs> the one who wrote the book. You know, the wise guy. Efren reportedly witnessed so many phone conversations that Pelleggi had the 
had with Hill for his book, Wise Guy, which would later adapt into a screenplay that inspired her to write a screenplay of her own. Although Hill loved Goodfellas, he allegedly wasn't happy with My Blue Heaven in 1990. That's funny. I guess he didn't like being made fun of in any way or made light of or anything. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah. I I was wrong when I got to it. It wasn't a fifth. He wasn't a quarter on his mother. Because remember, um, Henry was talking about his mom was Sicilian. Yeah. His mom was full-blooded Sicilian. Yeah. I thought thought it was funny, too. We should mention, too, that the name of the movie, the name of the movie actually comes from they always call each other good fellas. Like, you're going to like this guy. He's a good fella. So right. they always call each other good fellas. Right. And it, I, I think they, now is it, is it, it's right there toward the end where they, where they tell you about that, isn't it? Where they explain the good fella bit. Yeah. Why they yeah, were called yeah. good fellas. Yeah. And that's Voted. the part where the, that was also the part that was close to the part where they told you that the people that were coming to whack you, were, they didn't come with guns ablaze and they came giving you hugs. Right. And they actually sent after, uh, <coughs> they actually sent James to take Henry out. In the diner, wasn't it? Or am I thinking of Casino? Um, I remember they now. I remember Lorraine Brockwell's character. Uh, she went to go see Jimmy, and, and she said that she thought he was about to have her killed because he tells her to cut down this alleyway to go look at something to for to take home for her mother. Yeah. And he keeps encouraging her to go, and she gets scared and won't go because Leota's uh, or Henry Hill's already told her that you know right. they're probably going to whack us both. They probably know what's going on. They're they're going to kill us. It'll be from where you. They'll come at you smiling and stuff. You won't see it coming. Right. You know, just, you know, don't, you know, she was trying to encourage them to not go around them anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, voted number one in total films, 100 greatest movies of all time in November 2005. So there's I, one I'll list. Agree with it. There's one list that says it's number one movie. Yeah. Um, I'll agree with it. Now, according to Ray Liotta in the special edition DVD, Sean Penn was considered for Henry Hill or those other people I mentioned earlier. And you said you thought mm-hmm. Sean Penn was the one that could do it. Yeah. He was considered. So Heck yeah. fun fact though, fun fact, I'm going to get this out there. We're at 58 or well, 57 minutes, but fun fact for people who like the gangster stuff. Goodfellas shares 27 actors with HBO's television hit, the Sopranos. Yep. If you're a Soprano fan. Then, you know, you see where they get something in common there for sure. Oh yeah, and a lot of the Sopranos characters are pulled. You can see it; they're pulled straight from Goodfellas. It's like it's like they just wrote that character into the TV show. Yeah, yeah. Well, we are pretty much at that point, I think, Travis. You know, wrap this up here and call it a show. So, once again, if you're new listening to the show, make sure you subscribe to us and follow us. And sorry, we didn't tell y'all like. uh a whole bunch about the plot line of the movie and like walk it through for you. But like, we're, we're just fans loving on this movie and telling you it's a good movie. Go watch it. Yeah. We don't want to, <laughs> we get to the point where we don't want to ruin things for people. You know, when it comes to the movie anymore, we talked about this one day, we used to yeah. just, we used to practically narrate the movie to the whole show. It seems like, and I'm like, you know, nobody's going to want to watch the movie anymore. We're talking about, we practically told them what it's about. Yeah, let's right. give them a few highlights from it. Let's talk about the actors and actresses, what they've done and everything. Talk about them. Give them some love a little bit, you know? Heck, yeah. I mean, it's a good way of doing it. That, you know, that if, if we didn't make it sound like Goodfellas is good for you, then, you know, we'll talk to Tommy DeVito and have him come visit you. And That's right. That's right. And uh, maybe he can tell you a story. But don't laugh. Don't laugh because he's not funny, okay? He's not funny like not a funny. clown or something. Not funny like a clown. Um, how? That's right. So, uh, where was that? I lost track of where was that. Now. I, we were, you, I think you were wrapping it up, giving out all we the were, socials and everything. We were wrapping it up. That is correct. We were, you know, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. We're out there. Look for us. Follow us. You get some uh, little tidbit behind the scene things for some movies, uh, some funny clips or memorable clips from some of the movies. Uh, you know, put a little bunch of everything out there. So. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah, great All show. Right. Had fun with y'all. Oh, real quick, too. You know, there was this one time I said at the beginning that I was a lot like Henry, too, because you know, I remember all my life I wanted to be a gangster, but I never realized that I was born and bred a gangster. Because, like, I went, came home from school one day, and, and I told my mom, I was like, you know, hey, some of these kids at school was talking about me being involved in some bad stuff. They basically called me a gangster, 
And my mom was like, don't worry. Don't worry. I'll go to school tomorrow. I'll take care of this. And I said, hey, Ma, make sure it looks like an accident. There we go.